to another episode of Sensational Customer Experiences. This is the show where we explore the idea that everything your customer knows about you is a direct result of input from their five senses. It's what they see, hear, taste, smell, and touch that determines how much they love you. And now here's your host and consumer experience expert, Wes Miller. Yesterday, I had the most interesting experience. I called Logic's Federal Credit Union. I'm a member, and I had some business I needed to tend to. Imagine my surprise when the phone was answered by a real person, not a phone tree. I didn't call and get myself stuck in phone tree. You know the word. I shared with the gentleman who answered the phone my surprise and delight at having a real person answer the phone. He shared with me that many customers express that feeling. I wonder how many businesses actually realize how much they're putting off their customers with the phone tree mazes that their customers get stuck in. How many times have you got stuck in one of those phone tree mazes and you find yourself just pressing the zero over and over and over again? Congratulations to Logic's Federal Credit Union and their commitment to answering the phone with a real human voice. Remember, Everything your customer or client knows about you is a direct result of input from their five senses. It's what they see, hear, taste, smell, and touch that ultimately determines how much they love you. Research shows that it only takes seven seconds for your customers to utilize those five senses to make a first impression about you. Once that impression is created, it's very, very hard to change. If you think about it, it makes sense. Seven seconds is hardly enough time to exchange names and greetings when you first meet someone, which means first impressions can't be just about the things that people hear. You're not being judged by just the things you say. You're being judged by the way you look, including your facial expressions, your body movement and gestures, and the overall way in which you carry yourself. That first impression is influenced by the way you smell, both good smells and bad, think about that overdose whiff of cologne or perfume, and if that second seconds includes a handshake, you could even incorporate the sense of touch to that first impression. Add to that additional factors about the environment, the cleanliness of your business, the lighting, the overhead music, and so much more. The way you introduce yourself to all the senses of your customer will lead them to decide if you are competent, trustworthy, and deserving of their time and their hard-earned dollars. This became so apparent in that first impression that I had yesterday on the phone. It told me so much about the credit union. I was pretty much satisfied with the credit union before, but now I have become very satisfied. Today, my guest is something a little different. My guest is a place. I was recently on Mount Charleston, and I grabbed my recorder and recorded some of my thoughts 
about sensory experience while on the mountain. Please forgive the fact that Mother Nature threw in a little bit of wind and air. You'll get to hear that in the recording. But you'll also get to hear some of my thoughts about the sensory experience and how I relate it to the sensory concepts that we talk about here at Sensational Customer Experiences. I hope you'll enjoy my thoughts and my experiences on the mountain. And with that, I'm going to switch over to the recording I made while on the mountain. Today, I've got a very unique guest, and that guest is Mount Charleston. That's right. Rather than a person, I've chosen a place. And it's because I've joined a group here today. We're doing a retreat, and part of that retreat was a hike on the mountain. I just decided to take a moment and pause along the trail and share my thoughts with you about what I think is a sensational experience. This program is about sensational experiences and how each of the senses are stimulated and tapped into and nature, mother nature, and the sights and sounds of the mountain are truly being sensory. When I work with different groups on developing their sensory experiences, I talk about three different elements. The first one being do something distinctive. And as I look at Mother Nature, what a great example of doing something distinctive. I'm sitting here looking at trees, mountain peaks around me, this the symmetry and just the wow factor that that's the distinctiveness that's that first impression capturing my my eye and making me want to go further and further up the trail to see what's next what else is mother nature going to share with me that's giving me some thoughts and ideas about my own business about the ideas i share with potential clients and take a moment and spend some time in mother nature see what ideas and thoughts can cross your mind just by looking at mother nature so again as i'm sitting here there's just the view and that really taps into the the sense of of what i'm seeing but then there's also the sounds the sounds of nature and noticing that there's very little sound it's very tranquil and it reminds me of a concept i share with different supervisory staff and you ask questions or you inquire how comfortable are you with silence how comfortable are you with letting people just think and process and what example is nature setting for me right now is it thinks and it's processing and and on occasion will carry a sound of a bird or even a gentle breeze through the trees again distinctive sounds leading to the next step of our strategy which is keep them engaged nature has done the perfect job of that it has created this very distinctive experience this very distinctive first impression and again i just want to continue up the trail to see what does nature have next what is she preparing for and, and going to show me next and in many cases is it just as distinctive as what i saw a moment ago part of the retreat we did here today was we had a, a guest speaker talking about proverbs and how do proverbs relate to what we do and and how we interact with people and 
that was really enlightening, some of the proverbs that came out from the group and from the facilitator. I'm going to share some of the ones that we talked about. Tell me what your thoughts are. Of course, you won't be able to tell me, but take some time and think about your thoughts when it comes to these proverbs. So one of the proverbs that we talked about was... You can't keep doing the same thing and expect different results. And that's a quote that's been attributed to Einstein. Uh, I think the full statement has something to do with insanity, is thinking that uh, you can do the same thing but expect something different. How many of you are doing that? How many of you are following the same path, you're doing the same things day in and day out, and wondering why you're not seeing any differences. And relate that to these topics that we explore with the senses. What are you doing to create your sensory distinction? And what are you doing to make it different and to make it stand out? If you're not doing anything, then ask yourself the question, could this be the reason why we're not getting different results? We're not doing anything different? So, I thought that was a great quote that we explored and that we thought about during this retreat. Another one that we thought about was, you can't unring the bell. Boy, did that strike me when you think about those first impressions. That first impression is you ringing the bell. And once that bell is rung and you've made that first impression, you can't unring it. They will never forget those first impressions. And you have seven seconds to make that first impression. And and seven seconds is about all you get on average. That's an average. That's about all you get. And if you squander that seven seconds, you don't get to get to the second stage, which is the stage we refer to as, as keep them engaged. So remember, you can't unring the bell. Another one that we talked about was the the Maya Angelou quote that I just really love, and that's the one where she says, people will forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And that is occurring to me right now. I've been up on Mount Charleston before, and even though I've been up here before, I don't remember the specific scenes or the specific views that I've seen in the past, though I'm sure these mountain views haven't changed uh, in the, you know, the last few months or years since I've been up here. So it's like seeing it all over again. But what I do remember is how this, this environment and, and this, this beauty of nature made me feel. And that's one thing that as I leave, regardless of, of what I see or hear, those things I may forget, but I won't forget how this made me feel. Keep that in mind when you're looking at creating your sensory experiences. What you say, what you do, is it's important. It absolutely is. But at the end of the day, what's the most important is how what you're doing and saying is making people feel. Because those feelings last for a great period of time. I would encourage you to find some some natural location near you and and go there. Go there and just be partnered with nature for for a time. If it's an hour or 2 hours, 
half a day, gosh, if you've got the time, spend the whole day. Let the sounds and the sights and the experience of nature speak to you in a sensory kind of way so that you can develop some of your sensory thoughts. So really, the, the idea of, of being in nature is one where you can sort things out. Take a couple of your team members, your staff, your, your partners, people that you work with. Go with the intent of experiencing a sensory experience that can guide you and direct you in your own sensory experiences that you're creating. Do it quarterly. Do it at least twice a year. Make it the retreat that you go on just for the opportunity to commune with nature and tap into the energy that exists as you look around and you listen and you take in the, the smells and the experience. The, one of the things we have up here is, is the well water and it's cold and the taste of that water is just so crisp that it was just a delight to be able to enjoy the clean crisp water that was so cold and it was nature's water it wasn't water out of a refrigerator or out of a cooler it was out of the wells and it's it's already cold and and tastes uh, just great so these are things that you know as i'm experiencing all this it's reminding me of just how important it is to connect with people and their senses. Remember, what I'm always saying is that everything your customer knows about you is a result of input from their five senses. It's what they see, hear, taste, touch, and smell that determines how much they love you. And of course, when I talk about love, I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about the kind of love when someone says, I love that food they make at that restaurant. When I go to that place, I just love how they handle things. I love the way things look. I love the way things are. That's the kind of love that you want to build. And it's all through that sensory. It's what they see, hear, taste, touch, and smell that builds and creates that relationship. It's important that you have specific structured ideas for how to tap into each of those senses. Otherwise, you're leaving that sensory input that your customers experience to random chance. And are you really willing to let your customers have a random experience with you? Are you going to allow just random happenings, whether they be things that are seen or heard, tasted, smelled, touched? Are you going to leave it up to chance and just let that random randomness rule how your business interacts with your customers? If the answer is no, then it really will require some thought about how do you tap into each of those senses and what's the message that you want sent. When people call your business, is it a phone tree that you want to have representing you? And do you want to have that phone tree that everybody has that says, you know, listen to the numbers because, uh, and listen carefully because numbers have been changed. I'm like, how often are these businesses changing numbers in their phone trees? It's like every company has that as a standard. And it seems to me just to be so random, like there was no thought or any kind of, yeah, no, there was no thought put into what are we going to do with our phone tree? It's just that random message that everyone hears of, you know, listen carefully because we've recently changed our numbers. What message are you sending customers when you use that kind of random messaging? When people pull up to your business and the signage isn't clear so they know where to park, 
they know which entrance way to use. How many people drive by your business and then realize they've passed the driveway, they've passed the entrance way, and now they have to turn around or you know flip a U-turn in order to get back to your business because the signage wasn't clear. How many people pull into the parking lot? They're there and what do they see? They see trees or shrubbery that's unkempt, that isn't landscaped well, or they see trash and debris littering the parking lot or the landscaped areas. These are all things that send messages about you and how you view your business. And if that's how you view your business, which should be one of the most important things that you have, how are you going to view them, the customer? When people walk in and they hear the music overhead, is it too loud? Is it distorted? I was in a business, I walked into a business recently where I don't know if the speakers had blown out or what had happened, but it was, it was distorted. And it was so distracting that all I could think about was getting out of there. I didn't want to stay. Is that the message that you want your customers experiencing? So these are all examples of things. And as I sit here in nature, it just makes me think about all those experiences and all those, that randomness. But in nature, it's just so right. Everything, you know, the visual, there, there's no out of place sights or sounds. It's, it's just this perfect harmony of an experience. And that's been my that's been my experience today on the mountain. Hopefully I've given you some things to think about that you can go back and ponder. Uh, look at some of our past episodes. We explore some of the different aspects of, of taste and smell and sight and sound. Uh, we've got some great guests lined up coming in the next uh, few weeks. In fact, I'm very excited about some of the people who uh, have agreed to join me and will be coming on the show to share their insights and their wisdom and their knowledge and their expertise. I encourage you to subscribe and tap into uh, this show. We come out every week. And for now, I'm going to go back to enjoying the mountain and the sights, the sounds, the smells, have some more water for the taste, and and most importantly, the feelings that I'm having from my experience here with nature. Till next time, remember, when you can sense it, your customers can sense it too. So long. For free tips, resources, and information, visit sensationalcustomerexperiences.com, your premier experience brand brought to you by Training for Results, located in the sensory capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Until next time, remember, if you can sense it, your customers can too.